Hello, you are very welcome to our WIT Talk Student Life podcast brought to you by the Student Life and Learning Department here in Waterford Institute of Technology. My name is Tom Grinsell and I'm Student Support Administrator here in WIT. After a crazy year and a half, it's been great returning to on-campus activity. It's brilliant seeing so many new faces and being able to interact with staff and students uh, face-to-face again. Third-level education provides students with the opportunity to grow as individuals. It provides a platform for students to meet new friends, to meet new people with similar interests, and allows individuals to challenge themselves along the way too. While on this journey, many students may require some additional support, and WIT has a wealth of support available to students who may be faced with personal, academic, or financial concerns. I'm joined on this podcast today by Mary Sheedy, uh, SLL Student Engagement Administrator in the Student Life and Learning Department, and we're going to chat about some of the supports available to students in WIT. Mary, thanks for joining me today. Good stuff. No bother at all, Tom. Good to be chatting to you about all of this. That's brilliant. So, Mary, I, I think it's fair to say WIT does provide a wide range of supports for students. Can you just give a brief overview of the supports available to students and we can speak through them then in a little bit more detail uh, after that? Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose we'll start with the general student supports, which would include our main office on the Cork Road campus. And alongside with that, we do have a presence on our satellite campuses of College Street and the Granary also. And we can talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um, We look at retention and student engagement initiatives. So that involves a whole load of different things from orientation right way through each of your years here as a student and into postgraduate study as well. We have the Disability Office, which is there for supporting students with additional needs. We have our Access Office our careers, we have student counselling, which is again a great, great support for students and a completely free support, as are all of the supports that we're going to talk about today. We have our lovely institute nurse, Elma, who's there to have the chats, have a talk to you, see what's going on and uh, link in and support students with whatever is going on for them directly also. We have our chaplain, Father David Keating, And then we have another number of external supports and services like the Roe Craven practice, which offers a medical service for students on campus. And I suppose we will be talking a little bit more about um, on-campus services as well, like the Students' Union, um, the Digital Study Hub, the library, you know, and student email and all of the online elements of being a student and WIT Novus, which look after the WIP card, you know, the catering on campus, clubs and societies. So that's a very quick run through of all of the supports, but we'll delve into them in a little bit more detail now. Yeah, and there, there is quite a lot there and you've, you've listed off a, a large number of supports, but um, what I might get you to do just to, to, to kick things off is to kind of, if I'm a student and I am looking for any of these supports, what do I do? Where do I go? The easiest place for a lot of the information is on the WIT website, but for some people that's not as easy to access because you kind of need to know what you're looking for in order to search a website as well. So sometimes the easiest thing to do is to pop in and just ask for help. And Just Ask is our tagline in Student Life and Learning. Um, It's what we talk to first years about when they start college. Uh, We run the Just Ask stands early on in the year. 
But our reception desk on the Cork Road campus is open Monday to Friday, 9 till 12.30, 2 till 4. We're on College Street every Wednesday with the same opening hours. And then on the Granary campus as well, we will be there every Thursday from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. starting in at the end of October. Um, the other thing, the easiest way, I suppose, for everyone to get in contact with us is through our SLL email. So it's just sll at wit.ie, and that is short for student life and learning. So it's a nice, easy, short, easy to remember email address. And if anyone has a general query and they really don't know where to send it to, you can just email it to sll at wit.ie and we'll be able to help direct you or support you and get back to you very quickly. That's brilliant. And if anybody takes anything away from the podcast, I suppose that email is really important. And I know, Mary, you're doing a number of ongoing orientation workshops with first years at the minute. And last year you you, you brought in the Engage With initiative to kind of reach out to the second, third and fourth years and fifth years again. So you are pushing the supports out, but obviously some people will miss them along the way. And I suppose that's a reason for for, for pushing out this podcast as well today. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's to try and reach people in all different channels because people take in information in different ways. Sometimes people switch off with presentations, you know, they learn better when they hear something. Um, we talk about this on the online orientation. We hand the physical handbooks out with this information. We're creating the podcast and we're delivering the ongoing orientation via presentation and, you know, verbal presentation as well. So we're hoping between all of those different approaches that we will target, that we will get the message across to all first year students in particular when we're talking about this today. But it definitely is relevant to every single student and because first year is very overwhelming. It's a very busy time. It's such a period of adjustment for students that a lot of this information you know, it's hard to take it all in. So we do repeat it and we go back over it and we remind them of it constantly because you never know when you're going to need that little bit of extra advice or guidance or support. And that's what we hope to be there for. Yeah, exactly. And um, a big thing that I would see is probably even would have seen it myself when I was in college. A lot of people just breeze through the three or four years don't really utilize the supports that are there. And, you know, these supports are there for the students. They're free to use for the students. So, uh, you know, I, I think it is just about reaching out and making that little call or just making that initial contact with the support staff. Would you agree with that? Definitely, yeah. And I think one of the most common ones is with the Student Assistance Fund. Now, I know we'll be talking about financial support a little bit more, but I, maybe even to start with that one, um, a lot of students think that, you know, they're in an okay position if they're just about managing each week. Um, they might have a part-time job. They might be getting a little bit of a Susie grant, or maybe they don't get a grant at all. But they work huge hours and we see that from talking to students. We have direct experience of it for the last number of years. And sometimes students, they work so, so hard outside of college that it impacts their ability, you know, to perform as well as they could in college. And um, it impacts their sleep, you know, capacity to learn all of those things. 
So with the Student Assistance Fund, it's there to financially support people. It's there to help you to alleviate some of the burdens that you have and to try and give you that little bit of extra support and to take away some of the worries that come with being a student. And that is for every age student as well. It's not just someone who's come out of leaving cert or finished secondary school. It is targeted to our, you know, um, students that are coming back after maybe completing a year of a different course, mature students or student parents. You know, it really it really is relevant for everyone because everyone has different uh, different costs, different responsibilities. And, you know, it's a great resource. Um, so I suppose just to mention on that then about the Student Assistance Fund, if you do want to apply to it, there is a very good section on the website with detailed information on what the form is, what the fund is, how to apply. And then we also run workshops every Tuesday at 12.15. So if anyone would like to join in on one of those workshops, get an idea of what the Student Assistance Fund, the SAF, is about, then you're more than welcome to join on that. And the web the website is where a lot of that information is held. Super. And just while you're on the Student Assistance Fund, Mary, um, what does it cover and what doesn't it cover? Because I know that is a question that comes up quite a bit. Yes, yeah, so for the Student Assistance Fund, it is kind of any college-related expenses like rent, and um, you know your utilities, bills, transport costs, um, even medical and dental. So for some students, you know you might have unforeseen costs that really impact you while you're a student, and that's what it's there for. It isn't there to help pay off fees. That includes your contribution or the tuition fees. It cannot be used for those and it cannot be used for the charge for your WIT card or any other costs kind of borne by the Institute. And so it really is for the other expenses. Yeah, and that that is uh, important because I know that question probably comes at you quite a bit as well, um, just in relation to what it covers. But is there a time frame around applying? Do I have to apply straight away? Is it something I can apply for later on in the year? Or what advice would you give somebody looking to apply? Absolutely. So students can apply at any stage throughout the year. However, the form application opened last week, um, just over a week ago. And we do have quite a high number of applications coming in. So I would advise that you are better off to get an application in sooner rather than later. Um, we only have a certain amount of money in the SAF fund. And once that money has been allocated or awarded to students, that's it. So once it's spent, it is gone and we don't have an endless amount there to support students. So ideally, the earlier you get your application in, the better. However, I would say do not rush your application. Take the time in gathering your documents, gathering the information and linking in with safadwit.ie. So that's another email account that you can email if you have any questions about your application and you can get a little bit of guidance through that around, you know, any queries or questions that you might have. So the more detailed, the more thorough that you fill out your application, the better chance you have of being successful or being awarded the SAF. Super. And everybody kind of has, you know, lots of people can can face challenging times or their circumstances may change. And, you know, in relation to finance or it might even be in relation to their, their college um, experience or their course as well. And, 
just say moving on from the financial side of things if if i do face any of kind of different challenges along the way in terms of my course is a little bit difficult or i'm struggling with college work where do i go from there i know you mentioned a, a load of supports at the start but who is the best person to contact there yeah there is and there is so many it really depends so for example if a student is finding the academic side of a tough do talk to your lecturers directly do you know that'll be the first port of call if it's the content of your course that is um causing you difficulty have a little chat to your lecturers they're there to support you as well and they will be more than happy to answer any questions so you can approach them at the end of your lecture you can feel free to send them an email and if you are contacting them make sure it is from your student email account we'll talk about that in a little while and um, but your lecture is firstly but there is supports in terms of the maths learning center and we also have academic writing workshops so they would be some of the main things that we've seen first years typically struggle with and um, because academic writing is quite different to what you're used to in um, second level and maybe you haven't done it in a number of years if you're coming back as a mature student so the academic writing workshops are brilliant brilliant resource for students and they take place online at 5.15 every Monday and Friday. And the schedule for that is up on the website. And again, really, really useful. You have the opportunity of attending either of the days and it is online. So it allows people to join in from college if they're on campus or to join in from home. And it just makes it a little bit easier to access that as well. That can be a fantastic resource too. In like It is challenging going from leaving certificate you know, into academic writing in first year in college, that is a big step. And Claire Mullally is our facilitator, obviously, and Claire is fantastic. She does a lot of work with the students and she's always available to answer any questions they have as well. Um, so I think it's a really useful resource to have. And I think we're getting pretty good buy-in at the minute. So, you know, it is it is online. You can access it from anywhere via Zoom, which is which is very useful as well and there might be some students then married that may need additional support so just say you mentioned the disability office earlier if i am a student with a disability how do i register for these supports yeah so with the disability office you would contact them by sending them an email and once you've done that then they can arrange to meet you for your needs assessment so they would talk to you about your situation, about your disability or about what additional needs you have. And then they would link in with you in terms of the support that they can provide through the year. And that could be, you know, that can be learning support in the academic skills centre. It could be assistive technology. And um, so for some students, there might be opportunity to have technology in class that helps them with their hearing, their listening or their writing abilities. Um, so there is a huge amount there. And I suppose one of the more common ones would be the spelling and grammar waiver when it comes to written exams or written CAs in class. So CAs being continuous assessment. So a lot of times if I just use the example of dyslexia for, for students, if you are dyslexic and you have registered with the disability office, you can get a spelling and grammar waiver. And that means at Christmas time, when you sit down into the exam hall and you write your, your paper, your exam, that you won't be graded down for any spelling or grammar mistakes. And that is a massive, massive benefit and um, because it is difficult to do that under time pressure and, and it is a great option to have. So 
if you do have additional needs like that or you have a disability you have to register before the 31st of October so that is coming up very very soon um, and you do that by emailing disabilityoffice at wit.ie and, and that is for examination accommodations for semester one, is it? That's Marie? it, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that will be for semester one support. So it will be everything along with the exam accommodations. If you don't register before the 31st of October um, and you register after that, you will not be able to get support for semester one. However, you may get it for semester two. It just means that you've kind of missed the deadline for semester one supports the really important thing is to register and you do that by email emailing them directly so it's disabilityoffice at wit.ie and a lot of that information again is up on the wit website so you can have a little look for it there and find more info on the site brilliant another fantastic resource for the the students as well and um we know that you know it's just about making that initial contact with the disability office and then Laura Hartry will kind of make contact with them from there and arrange their needs assessment and the, explain what uh, documentation is needed and that as well, which is, you know, it, it's a really, um, really useful and helpful resource to have as well for the students. And another one, Mary, that we have in WIT and it is a really important um support for the students and it's really been pushed out there for, for the last while is the student counselling um, and I know we recorded a podcast with the counselling team last year um, and it was really it was fantastic to hear from them and just listen to you know some people there is a fear probably attached just to making that initial contact but they are such a supportive area how how do I book an appointment with them or what's the best way to get in contact with the counselling team yeah, again, so with a lot of these uh, supports, I'm saying to go to the website, but it is the easiest place to access a lot of the information. Um, with counselling, it is completely free. It's a completely free support resource for students, and you can book your appointment through the website. So you just go on to wit.ie and search student counselling, or you can search it on your search engine, Google or whatever you use, and you'll see the option to make an appointment. Um, so on that, you'll see that you fill out um, the kind of disclaimer as well. So just about what you're agreeing to when you participate in the sessions and just filling out your information. So it's very it's very straightforward. And one thing that I think is really great that they offer is the online. So you can do your sessions virtually or you can request to go to the campus and do them in person. So that can be either on the Cork Road campus or College Street. And for students, again, like what you said there at the start, Tom, it's a little bit nerve wracking at first. If you've never been to counselling, you might be a little bit nervous about going, but you have the option of going to a different campus if that's something that kind of eases your nerves a little bit. So I think that's great. Um, and it's important that people know that as well. And they have the option of doing it online if they're not comfortable with being on campus. Yeah, and there's such friendly faces as well I think that was something that Stefan mentioned in the podcast uh, back in January as well just they are friendly faces and you know if if you feel that there's a particular counsellor that you want to speak to you do have that option as well you don't you know it's up to the student um, whatever kind of works best for them and 
whatever they're comfortable with I think that's really uh, important as well yeah exactly and they'll they'll work around you like around the student and they'll make sure that you're comfortable and it is it's so good because maybe in first year it mightn't be something that you need or maybe you only want to go to counseling around exam time it could be something that you need a lot more in second third you know onwards um, it, students will tend to dip in and out of counselling as they need it the same as anyone really uh, counselling is a really really yeah. useful beneficial tool for absolutely everyone and I know that the majority of us in the office or staff in the college have probably participated in counselling at one stage or multiple times throughout our lives and um, counselling is an unbelievably useful tool for absolutely everyone um, and I think it's really important that people see counselling as a positive, like it's building yourself up, it's supporting you, it's getting you more self-aware and it's only a good thing. It's just really is. It's only a good thing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a, a small problem or a big problem. I think that's the big message. You know, it could be anything from time management on, onto something way on, on a bigger scale altogether, but they are there to support um, everybody's that that will need them exactly yeah um, and just staying on the kind of medical supports in wit i know we do have say our institute nurse uh, uh elma and we also have the Roe craven medical practice so could you just tell us a little bit about both uh elma and the Roe craven practice i know they operate separately i think that's important just you know the elma is part of the student life and learning team as the institute nurse and the Roe craven practice link in with wit um yeah exactly so that's that's pretty much the the differences there but elma is brilliant as the institute nurse if you want to talk to someone about an initial concern or worry or how to manage maybe anxiety and um, a few of th- few things like that so you can arrange to meet with elma and she is available on all campuses but mainly the cork road campus and the college street campus and um, so you can contact her through the website again and uh, so it's institute nurse at wit.ie and you can arrange to meet with her and discuss whatever is going on for you and then again if elma gets an idea of what your situation is what's going on she will help refer you to additional service and um, if you need to if you need to speak with someone else if you need to go further and meet with a gp um, in a practice she will also talk to you about that and that does lead me nicely into just mentioning about the Roe Craven practice. Um, so this is the practice that we're linked up with as an institute. And their practice is located near Walsh Park, Marford City. And they do offer reduced rates for students. So whether you're going to see the GP or whether you're going to see a nurse, it is a little bit cheaper if you are a WIT student to go to Roe Craven than it is to go to other GP practices. And another thing that they offer as well is if you're coming down from a different county, so if you're traveling down from, I don't know, we'll go with Donegal, we'll go really far away. So if you're traveling from Donegal down to Oxford and your GP is based in Donegal and you have your medical card, a lot of the doctors and surgery practices down here in Oxford don't take on new patients. But Roe Craven will take on all students in WIT as patients if they need to be seen. So that's really, really great um, because we often see it in flu season, you know, when the weather changes, when the season changes, everyone might get a little bit more sick. Um, and sometimes students aren't the best at looking after their, 
you know, their health in, in that sense. Um, but the Roe Craven practice does offer that reduced price, which helps people as well. That's fantastic. And I think uh, it is important to note as well, they, they are operating like every other GP service and hospital at the minute. So it's, it's all appointment only, isn't it? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And I suppose their information will be on the Roe Craven practice website. We do have a little bit on the WIT website, but to contact them direct, directly, I would recommend just having a look at the Roe Craven website. We're getting through loads of support here. And I, I know for students entering into first year and even when they're in second, third and fourth year, it can be a little bit overwhelming getting all this information thrown at them at the beginning. Um, and that's why I think it's important that we're going through all of, of these supports again and just reminding them what is available to them. And um, we do have our chaplain in WIT and what a fantastic man he is. I suppose he's very, very friendly and always has a, a listening ear for the students as well. But um, you might just tell us a little bit more about David and maybe some of the initiatives that he looks after in WIT and how he can support the students as well. Exactly. Yeah. So Father David is based on the Cork Road campus um, upstairs in the business building, just along that corridor there. And again, a great port of call if you want to have a talk with someone, have an initial chat um, to discuss your situation. And he does offer um, the or sorry that he manages the safe fund which is a small kind of an emergency fund that if you found yourself, I suppose the best example is if you travel down to college and you realize you didn't bring your phone or you left your wallet at home and you're, you're really stuck for cash or something for the day, um, he might be able to offer you support there. But I, it, it is more than that. It's, it's pastoral care, it's supporting students, it's offering that listening ear, as you said, Tom, that's the main thing. It's having someone that you can go to and, have a chat with and have a listening ear that's you know that's very accessible to students and very friendly and approachable yeah and it is important to know that these people are there that you can speak to them and you know it might be just having that initial conversation with david and he can obviously help point you in the right direction if needs be if you need other supports and that as well and um, we do have a number of students that enter into WIT on various programs, such as um, a REACH program, and they may be applying to uh, bursary funds such as 1916. But how do they do that or what office do they contact um, in relation to these? Yeah, so that would be our access office. So a lot of uh, local schools, uh, particularly secondary schools, will link in with our access office in WIT and they will help students progress from second level into third level. Um, and I'm not an expert on all things access, so I don't want to talk too much on that area, but they run a huge amount of supports for students. It's very direct and um, they're very much aware of everyone who is registered with the office and they link in with them quite regularly and check in on how they're getting on, you know, how the exams are going, how assessments are going. And then they do have the different funds like the 1916 bursary support. Now, the deadline for that was the 15th of October. Um, but for a lot of students, you know, you may have applied to that already or already be in receipt of it. So it's a brilliant fund that students can apply to. Um, but the Access Office also oversee the WIT laptop scheme. And that, again, uh, we do have a number of laptops still available through that. So last year during 
COVID, whatever stage it was, the government released a load of funding for colleges and they received a, a lot of technology. And for WIT, we received a huge number of laptops and we were able to loan these out to students um, upon them making a successful application. So if you find yourself in need of a laptop, if you haven't been able to buy one for yourself, or you know, you could be in final year now and the laptop that you've had, it served you well, but maybe it's on the way out and you really need something solid for the final year of college, um, I would recommend that you apply to the laptop scheme because we do have a number of laptops still available. And I'm going to send you to the website. (laughs) (laughs) Information for the laptop scheme is up on the WIT website and with all details on how to apply kind of frequently asked questions and if you're eligible or not. Yeah. And and there is um, very clear eligibility criteria on the website. And um, like you mentioned there as well, Mary, if you don't have the if you, if you can demonstrate that you don't have the financial needs to purchase or means to purchase a laptop, you may also qualify too. So that is an important uh, thing to note as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we're kind of coming near the end of the student life and learning supports. I know there is one other support and we do get a lot of students kind of trying to, when you're coming in from, uh, say, secondary school, they always ask about our career guidance counselling um and that but we do have a careers office in WIT or career center and again another amazing team there that do lots of work with with students from first to fifth year um can you just tell us a little bit more about that Mary please yeah the careers it's it's such a like they do so much in all different areas um I suppose the biggest one we talk about with first years would be CVs you know and CV development uh, for people that have just come from maybe working part-time jobs and you're looking for work in a different city or a different place and the career centre will link in with you in updating your CV you know making you as employable as possible and kind of bigging up all the skills that you had before coming to college and because sometimes we're not great at selling ourselves and selling our skills in the way that an employer wants to see and so that's a brilliant brilliant option for students and that's only one of the small things you know that the the center offers and they help link in with students as you progress through college in terms of promoting loads of events and you know good grad fairs graduate fairs all of those sort of things and they have a very active social media and presence as well I would really recommend following them on Instagram and that actually goes for a lot of the areas within the college so I I think the best place actually to find where we have all of the social media handles is on the last page or the second last page of the student information handbook Um, and this handbook we would have given out to the majority of students at the start of the year but some people might not have got a copy and we do have physical copies of the information handbook available in the SLL reception on the Cork Road and they are available in College Street every Wednesday. And we will also be bringing some down to the Granary starting on Thursday the 28th also. Yeah, very useful handbook to have. I call it my Bible because it's the go-to place for all the supports. Um, I think that's fair to say and even social media and if you get lost, there is a map on it as well, so don't worry. Um, it's another useful resource as well to have. But um, there is another couple of supports you mentioned at the start, Mary, and I know 
Um, I might just get you to go briefly through them in terms of the non-academic supports and some other academic supports in WIT. I know you mentioned Novus. Uh, what do they do for the students? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the biggest one everyone needs to eat really, don't they? So Novus provide all of the, <laughs> the catering on campus, you know, whether it's um the Centre Hothouse or the Viking Food Hall in the Cork Road or your College Street Canteen. Um, they provide all of that um, along with the catering and the food they run the clubs and societies so with biking sports and societies again I would really really recommend that you follow their social media and if you don't use social media look on the website they put a huge amount of information up and um, it's brilliant to see that the sports clubs have all started back and that all the societies are getting started again um, and so many new faces, so many new students and um, people that have never been to Ireland before started societies in the last two weeks. And I just think that's fantastic because it shows that it just takes one person to have a little bit of an interest in something. And then you can find other people with those interests as well. So with the clubs, whether it's sports, whether it's your societies, um, there's a huge, huge opportunity there to meet other people and broaden the friend group, because I think everyone finds that a little bit tough at the start and that's completely normal everyone finds it hard to figure out okay what does my friend group look like now and the people I hung out in secondary school not necessarily the people I'm around with here in college and everyone goes through you know changing discovering who they are a little bit and the clubs and societies are brilliant for helping students with that yeah, and it can be amazing, an amazing platform for students that are looking to go on to do things further outside of college or, you know, you can be part of committees or, you know, it's a great experience as well. And I think the big thing there is meeting people with similar interests. Um, uh, I, I know, say, within your class, you get to meet all your classmates, but when you go to the chess club or you go to whether it's the Irish Traditional Music Society, where you're meeting people with similar interests and you can create really great friendships from there too, which is important as well. And I know the Students' Union also have a big part to play in the, student, uh, in the students' lives as well, Mary, and you might just let us know or give us a little bit of information to what the Students' Union do for the students as well. Absolutely. So the Students' Union, they are a team of full-time and part-time officers. So the part-time officers are still students, they are current students, and the full-time officers either have completed their studies or have taken a year or a sabbatical term out to work on the students' union. They're elected by students, and they're there to represent you, and they're there to advocate for you. And they're the big buzzwords that I always use because I think students get familiar with the idea of a students' union as they run the events, which they do. They run Freshers' Week, they run Raise and Give, and Witsu Fest and other big events like that, Student Race Day, all of those sort of things. But most importantly, they are a, a support service. They represent, they advocate for students. So if you find there's something in the college that you would like to see improved or that you would like to see changed, Nothing is ever going to change unless you raise the concern, raise your opinion and talk to someone about it. And whether that's through ourselves in SLL, through a different office in the college, your lecturers perhaps, or the students' union, 
um, they are the main ones in driving change and supporting students in that way. And I'd also mention about their office on the Cork Road campus. So the Witsu Social is where their offices are based. And it is a social space as well. So hopefully when the next stage of restrictions, I'm actually afraid to say the dates because I saw recently that they might not be reopening things uh, in the country as planned. But anyways, whenever that does happen, the social space will be opened in the Witsu Social where there's playstations, there's lots of couches. It's a really lovely little chill out area for people to go if you're stuck between classes and you don't know what to do. And if you would just want to chill out and um, so you can pop in there. They offer kind of printing, binding services, and then the offices for the sabbatical officers. So your president, welfare and equality, education and events and engagement. So they're your four full-time officers and you can call over to them, you can make your appointment. Um, so contact them either by phone or by email. And again, that information is up on their website this time. So you can go on to witsu.ie, witsu.ie, and you'll be able to find their contact information. And with the girls in the SU this year, you know, it could be welfare and equality issues. Like I mentioned, that covers, that covers everything, you know, from accommodation to health, you know, sexual health, mental health, physical health, um, student finance. Then your education officer would look at the class rep system and supporting you academically. So if you need to talk to someone about your experience in your classes or like your expectations around your learning, um, the education officer in Witsu is a great person to link in with. And then events and engagement is exactly what it says on the tin. So Jenny is there for events and engagement this year. And then you have Rachel as the president. So you have four really great people there looking to support you as best as possible. Um, so Rachel as president, Lauren as Welfare and Equality, Aoife as Education and Jenny as Events and Engagement. I just realised that I might not have mentioned two of the girls as I was talking and I said I better go back and just mention them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no problem. And they do like there is a fantastic team there as well. Um, the girls are brilliant and they are there to support the students and, and listen out for any of the concerns they may, may have as well and that kind of there's there is a new um initiative that they that is run through the students union as well and it is the the study hub the digital study hub um how do students get access to that uh mary yeah so the study hub is there for people to book space so you can book your desk your space area within that for the day or for an, a period of time and you can go in and you can participate, you know, if you have any online lectures or if you need to do a little bit of listening to a lecture or listening back to classes while you're in between classes on campus. So that's a great opportunity um, to just catch up or to participate in your classes. And it's through the Witsu website. So you just search Digital Study Hub, W-I-T-S-U, on Google or whatever search engine and you'll find it very easy on how to book your space. So it only asks for a little bit of information. It's very quick. You can literally book it within an hour before of needing the space if there's space available. So that one's a um, really great option there. And there is a sim similar um say procedure for the book in the library as well isn't there yeah exactly so it's again with covid everything just needs to be a little bit more and um, we need to book things online you know prepare in advance have an idea of numbers so the same with the library you do need to reserve your space online 
um, and we will get to a stage then where everyone will be able to use you know your WIC card and just be able to scan that as you go in further down the line where you won't need to reserve spaces but at the moment you do need to book your space online for the library. That's fantastic and as well is I, I know her after going through a whole heap of supports there and um, again it's not as overwhelming as when you get it on the first day. At least you can you can listen forward and back on this, and you can you can take in some more of the information as well, which is which is really useful. But is there any other supports that you'd like to mention? I suppose before we we come to an end here today, is there anything that we've left out, or yeah, is there anything that you want to add? Funnily enough, Tom, we left out our own section, or maybe we left the best till last. That's did we it? did, yeah. That's what I'm going to run with, anyways. We saved the best till last, so. <laughs> <laughs> the retention and student engagement team, so where myself and Tom work in student life and learning, we deal with a huge amount of um, areas, initiatives, so the likes of orientation in all of its forms, whether it's online, on campus or ongoing, uh, we are there everywhere for orientation. We help students with um, peer-to-peer mentoring. So we deliver the P2P program through our team that oversee the P2P program. So that's a mentoring program for first years with students from years higher up. And that doesn't exist in every course. So if you have it in your own course, you're really, really lucky. Um, And we're hoping to expand that further as well over the years. Along with um, P2P, we run Engage With, Start With, which is the orientations. I just mentioned that and a number, a huge number of other kind of retention initiatives. Um, but that does lead me on to a main, probably a really, really strong, important point is with students, if you're unsure about college, if you're a little bit unsure about your course, or if you're having doubts about anything to do with your academic course, you can talk to the retention officer in WIT. And by doing that, it means that, you know, if if you're in a position that you want to drop out, which is to deregister, but I always say drop out because that's the term students are familiar with. But if you want to do that and you want to formally deregister, there is a process you have to go through to do that. And we really encourage that before anyone makes a decision like that, that they would link in with the retention officer. And it's not to make you stay, it's not to force anyone into staying in the college, but it is to give you the information around the decision. So what do you need to consider? How does it impact you in coming back to college at a different stage? Does it affect your grant? Um, maybe it doesn't, you know. Um, for some students, if you're having those thoughts, I would really, really recommend that you link in with retention at wit.ie before the 31st of October. Um, because that is kind of seen as the deadline for semester one. So if you stay on as a student into November, but then drop out or deregister in November, you still have to pay your full fees for semester one. So if you are having doubts, that option is there to speak with the retention officer. Yeah, and Connor is a really approachable guy as well. And so are all the team. I think it's fair to say, Mary, um, as well and thank god you covered that there because i will be getting the boot uh, <laughs> i will be getting the boot tomorrow <clears throat> for leaving it out but uh, really important support um for the students as well 
But we are approachable, aren't we, Mary? That's it. No, we are. And I'm very, very busy. And usually wearing blue T-shirts. We do have multiple blue T-shirts, though. Um, I think someone asked me before, do you just wear the same T-shirt? And I said, no, no, we, we have a few of them. <laughs> um, so people would get used to seeing us the first couple of weeks of term in the SLL T-shirts. Um, because we find that it's really good. The students kind of get familiar with our faces. They know who they can talk to and they get a little bit more um, aware of the services or supports like Student Life and Learning, Students Union, you know, everyone involved in the college. It is a community and um, it is a community of people that only want to see you succeed. Do you know, that's that's the main thing. 100%, yeah. And just to finish up, Mary, is there anything you would like to add? Um, I know you mentioned earlier about the communicating to students and staff, but is there anything you would like to add or would you like to elaborate a little bit more on that before we come to an end? Yeah, that was pretty much my last uh, last piece of information was around Wi-Fi and communicating. So from talking to students in ongoing orientation, I have realized that a lot of people are finding out information from their classmates. So you're not logging in to the student email and not necessarily using it, but you're asking maybe your friend, okay, has the timetable updated? What did that lecturer say? What's the update on this? So please, please go into Google, into Gmail, either through the app on your phone or online and log into your student email account. If you're not sure how to do it and you feel kind of silly asking the question at this stage, the information is up on the website, but it is not a silly question. It is better that you get this resolved now rather than at Christmas time when you're sitting exams. So for your student email, it is your student number at mail.wit.ie. And then your password is the password that you received when you were accepted onto your place in WIT. And then the Eduroam is the name of the Wi-Fi. So a lot of people don't know that that is the Wi-Fi in the college. Um, it exists in all other third level um, institutes, universities, and it is in a lot of hospitals, apparently, as a lecturer told me in the last couple of weeks. Um, so if you use your student login again on the edge of Rome, you'll be able to log in and get Wi-Fi across campus. So two really top tips there. And I suppose the student email is just so important because with GDPR, we have to communicate to students through their student email. And all of the information that's important, that's relevant for you, that is emailed out to your student email, if you're not logging in and if you're not checking it, you're missing out on so much important information. Yeah, definitely. That is uh, one important tip for the students to do use it that's how we communicate to them as well um or to the students is through the student email so it's really important to be linked up to that as well um mary uh thanks a million for coming on today and saving my bacon at the end for uh mentioning or bringing up the retention of student engagement team because i completely forgot it um but no i think there is some fantastic information there in terms of the supports available uh to students here in wit and um, again, the main thing that I would take from today's podcast is you may not need the support straight away. You may not need it in a month, a year, two years, but you may need it down the line um, throughout your time in college. So that's really important to note as well. Uh, circumstances can change, so don't be afraid to contact the Student Life and Learning team for any assistance as well. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, 
um, at sll.wat to keep up to date with everything that is happening in Student Life and Learning and WIT. Um, and if you have any student-related queries, you can email us on sll at wit.ie as well. So thanks for tuning in, and we will catch up with you all again soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for that, Mary. Oh, Astle, thank you, everyone. Best of luck. As it gets closer to the exam time, <coughs> sorry, Mary, I'm choking. <laughs> <coughs> There's something caught in my throat. It's my time for a sip of coffee, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a water for me. <laughs> I was trying to get the word out there for the last five minutes. Like, <coughs> excuse me. Jesus, I need choking. <laughs> it's going all right is it that is it perfect um part of that little fucking near near death experience (laughs) yeah you think you're gonna choke tom (laughs) i was like i kept trying to talk and nothing was coming out (laughs) oh i don't even know what i was trying to say there